Life with diabetes has some highs and lows, but just like in a normal life, you can make choices which help to make your life easier, improve your health and well-being. In the Diabetic and Healthy podcast, we show you how to do just that. We're here to help you put your diabetes worries behind so that you can start enjoying life with a sky-high smile on your face. So let's meet our host for today's show. Here's Charlotte. Hi, and welcome back to the Diabetic and Healthy podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. And if you are, please do leave a review and hit subscribe. This week, I'm going to be talking a bit more about exercise and finding a balance with your diabetes and how it's totally achievable to live a full, healthy life. I've spoken to so many people with diabetes over the years and everyone's experience and approach to diabetes can differ so much. I've met people from one extreme to the other, from someone that hardly left the house and had the exact same routine every day. They ate the same food at the same time so that they could then inject the same amounts at the same time every day to try and master perfect control. To people who almost completely dismiss their diabetes, they never monitor their blood sugars, and to be honest, they only really inject enough insulin to just about keep them alive. I'm not saying there's one right way to manage a condition, but I don't believe either of these extremes can be truly happy. Surely nobody wants diabetes to control their life. And nobody wants to feel dreadful all the time because their blood sugars are constantly running high. So I believe you have to find a balance. One of the things I know I have mentioned several times, but I feel it's really important to get across is it doesn't have to be perfect. And if you try to achieve perfect levels all of the time, you're likely to end up feeling extremely frustrated. Of course, we'd all love our blood sugars to be running in that happy place between four and seven. But realistically, even if you did nothing with your life except try to get those perfect numbers, it's still highly unlikely that you'd achieve it. And I'm not saying that as a negative. I'm trying to stress this as for me, accepting the fact that it can't always be perfect and that's okay was a real game changer. At the other end of the scale, if you're in a place where you're trying to ignore your diabetes, I want you to know there is a better way. It seems like people don't want to accept the condition, maybe for fear of it taking over their lives, but it really doesn't have to. The whole aim of Diabetic and Healthy is to help people with diabetes to understand how to find the balance that can work for them so that they can live a happy, healthy life without the need for diabetes either dictating what and when they do things all the time or even being this annoying thing in the background that they feel is holding them back. Now, I'm not saying that I'm going to change your life overnight, but I'm hoping that by sharing my own experiences and my mistakes with you, um, by talking to some of the experts that we have on board, that step by step, you can start living your life to its full potential without your diabetes getting in the way. 
So as you know, my area of expertise is fitness. So I want to talk a bit more about increasing your activity levels to become healthier and fitter. In my interview with Steve, we mentioned the fact that in the past I have taken part in bodybuilding competitions, but I really don't want this to put people off. Like, yes, I went through a rather extreme phase of my life where my days and weeks were planned completely around when I was working out and when I was eating. But I promise you, I am a normal (laughs) person-ish. Bodybuilding was my life for maybe a couple of years. And it's something I don't regret doing as I learned so, so much from it. But I certainly wouldn't do it again. I don't want to go into too much detail about it today as I am going to be covering it in a future podcast, but I just don't want you thinking that I'm a 24-7 gym freak with totally unrealistic expectations of what people could be achieving because that is not the case at all. If you want to become a bodybuilder, that's awesome. And again, something we can cover more in the future, but if right now just joining an exercise class or just increasing your daily steps is your goal, then that's also awesome. I've said it before when I was talking about New Year's resolutions, but I really mean it. When it comes to fitness, you do not have to be extreme. Also, the more gradually you build up your activity levels, the easier it is to manage any impact that it's going to have on your blood sugar levels. I personally went to the gym quite a lot before I was diagnosed with type 1 but that was mainly because I love my food and I would much rather work it off than have to eat less just being honest Um, but I remember being really concerned about going back to the gym after my diagnosis as I just didn't know what kind of effect that was going to have on my blood sugars But if you start off gradually, whether it is going to the gym or swimming, group classes, or even just walking more, then it really isn't that scary. You probably already know that exercise in general lowers your blood sugars. So when you first start increasing your activity, just keep a closer eye on your blood sugars and how they're reacting to the exercise. And it really is as simple as that. As with a lot of things surrounding diabetes, it is a case of trial and error to some degree. But once you find what works for you, it just becomes simple. So these are some top tips that I've put together. Um, These are just things to hopefully help you when you start to increase your activity levels. So firstly, check your blood sugars more often. Again, whether you're going to be taking part in a fitness class or just going for a long walk, always check your blood sugars before you start, during the class, walk, gym session, whatever it may be, and when you finish, and that's as a minimum. Then it's worth checking again a couple of times over the next hour or two two just to see how your blood sugar is responding. Um, And by doing that, obviously... You're keeping yourself safe by seeing what they're doing, whether they're going too high, going too low. Um, But also it kind of sets you up for next time you exercise to see if there's anything you need to do differently. So, 
for example, let's say you're halfway through your workout, you check your blood sugar and it's five and dropping. So depending what you're doing, it might be an option to have something small to eat and just continue with your session. Um, But maybe next time you work out, it would work out better if you had a snack just before the session that's going to prevent that drop halfway through. So my go-to snacks, either pre or post-workout, has always been a banana. But go for something slow release that works for you. Um, Next tip, do not start a workout on a low or a high. So try to make sure you're starting your exercise with your blood sugars in good range. I can remember actually when I first got back in the gym after my diagnosis, I thought it was a really good thing to go to a gym if my blood sugars were high as it would bring them down. But I soon learned this isn't actually the case. (laughs) So depending on the type of exercise that you do, you can often actually see a spike in your blood sugars either during or shortly afterwards. The reason for this is when we exercise, our muscles need more energy. So the body responds by releasing glucose into the bloodstream. If you then don't have enough insulin in your system to use the glucose, it's just going to push your blood sugars up even higher, um, which may lead to you needing to wee more. And that combined with sweating from exercise can lead to dehydration. So that's never good. Um, I obviously knew none of this at the time. (laughs) Um, And at the other end of the scale, you don't want to be starting a workout if your blood sugar levels are too low, as you may well have a hypo. Um, So make sure your blood sugar levels are in good range and check them during your workout. Um, Next tip. I would hope that you're, everybody's doing this anyway, but always have hypo treatment with you just in case. So dextrose tablets or glucotabs tabs are really handy ones to have you if you're, if you're exercising. Um, next tip, start gradually and build up. Okay, so don't go crazy. Even if it's an exercise class, you don't need to go killing yourself to keep up. Everyone's got to start somewhere. And nobody cares if you need to take a break or, you know, check your blood sugar, have a breather, whatever. Just take it at your own pace. Um, Another tip is if you're going to be using a gym um, or, or going swimming or taking part in a class, it's really important to let the gym instructor or lifeguard or whichever relevant member of staff um, that's there, make them aware that you have diabetes. Chances are it's never going to matter if they know, but if you were to have a hypo or something was to happen, it's just best that somebody there knows you have diabetes. Um, And finally, remember to keep a closer eye on your blood sugars for up to 24 hours after the exercise. So it's not just during that it will have an impact. You could do a HIIT class, for example. So that's high intensity interval training. Um, And this kind of exercise means that your body could actually still be burning fat up to 24 hours later. So that will lower your blood sugar levels. So do be aware of that. These things are not not major things. I know I've said them as a bit of a long list, but really (laughs) they're not um, they're not major extra things that you have to work into your day. 
um, you know, a few more um, Libre scans or finger pricks. But the benefits that exercise has on your diabetes overall, on your body, your mind and your health is well worth you paying a bit of extra attention to your blood sugar levels. Well, we are coming to the end of another show, but I really do hope that you found this helpful um, and that it might have even given you that extra nudge to maybe go to a class that's caught your eye or plucked up the courage to join the gym. Increasing your activity levels is going to play a massive part in controlling your diabetes and significantly improving your health. So go on, be brave, get started. Thank you so much again for listening and until next time, have a happy and healthy time. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a healthy and happy life continues. Head on over to diabeticandhealthy.com and join the conversation with other diabetics and their families. All the information in this episode is not designed to replace the advice from the health professional team looking after you and your diabetes. Before making any significant lifestyle changes, do consult them with your doctor.